Outlaw Country Podcast. Uh, as always, I'm Cole, and I have Ben with me again. Yep, guys, we're kind of back to normal. No guests this week, but uh, it's going to be a fun one. Yeah, so kind of what we're going to talk about on this podcast, uh, big thing we want to do is uh, we're going to go into detail and uh, review the new Culture Wall album, uh, Western Swings and Waltzes, and uh, other punchy songs. Uh, so we're really excited about that. And then this was a really busy week uh, as far as like new music coming out and uh, artists kind of like releasing what they will be doing uh, in the coming weeks. So it's uh, it's going to be a fun podcast. And I say, Ben, let's just get right into it. Yeah, we could st- start off with the first song um, from Coulter Wall, Western Swing and Waltzes. That's a lot of, I think it's great that he started the album off with this song and it kind of gives him a more upbeat fun song to play in concert i he released that was the first song he released as a single for this album and it hit right with me and it's it's really fun kind of gives a little look at what uh life is like kind of up in saskatchewan and what they do um they they go to the rodeos they go to the dance halls after and they do western swings and waltzes as he says so i i was okay. that one he released that was that back in june when that came out June or July, something like that. So yeah, the first song he released off the uh, for the album, and it's the title track for it. I love it. Um, like you said, it's kind of a little bit more upbeat for him. Yeah, and it's definitely one that, at least for me, it gets me going a little bit. Well, I think we have we missed something here. I think we should definitely talk about the the cover of this record. You you look at it and you you just know it's going to be a, a cowboy song. It's got the yeah. Right there, it's got the, the cattle grazing in the field, and then he's got all those cattle brands as a, like a border around it. And if you yeah. get the vinyl, if you if you open it up, there's all these really old old school looking cowboy pictures. Yeah, Cole's opening it right now. That's just you just you just knew you were gonna get old cowboy songs from Coulter Wall. I said the thing I love about the like the record like sleeve and everything for it, it's it's got that like older feel to it. It's like very hard, very sturdy. And like, there's just so much detail in it, like the texture of it and everything about it. It's like the time and effort that went into it. Like you can tell they, they spent their time on it and they wanted this to be something that uh, they were proud of and that their fans could be proud of. Yeah. And I I love culture walls music. So I'm not trying to Slam Rumor or his old albums or anything, but I think this album by far is his best album to date. And I, I couldn't get enough of it I, when it came out last night. I was just listening to, listen to it constantly. And I, yeah, I'm just, I think it's one of the best albums of 2020 right now. And there's been a lot of good music to come out. And this one is just, just amazing. Yeah. And I guess kind of before we go into any more of the other songs, uh, one thing I uh, saw when I was kind of like reading up and, uh, learning more about it uh they recorded it in yellow dog studios and uh is it shoot i can't think of where it's called uh is it wimberley texas i think is where it was um yeah one of the yeah one of the main people that uses this uh, uh studio that they recorded as adam odor for the mike and the moon pies so i say that like he put so much time and effort into this one, and I think the results of it is incredible. Shout out to Mike and the Moon Pies. Those yes, guys are awesome. 
Absolutely. Adam Oder. I, you know, I think we got the name of that town right. Uh, they'll, they'll, they'll look it up. You'll, you'll know it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and then to hop into the next song on, on the album, we got Riding Old Paint, Leaving Cheyenne. That's, that's an old cowboy song that Culture Wall decided to cover. Um, I mean, I, I looked up a lot about this song. There's a, it, it was kind of hard for me to interpret at times, but you, the beginning, he's, he's riding, he's riding a horse and he's leading another horse. And I believe he's, he's heading to Cheyenne or he's heading to Montana or Cheyenne or Cheyenne, Wyoming. I can't remember. And at the end of the song, it says, when he dies, just put his bones on his horse and face him West and let him ride. So it's a, it's a very unique song. Um, I'm not, I wasn't able to interpret it a hundred percent, but I, I like the sound of it. Um, I'd have to do a little bit more research on that song. It's, it's very different, but um, I was a big fan of it. There, there aren't really any songs on this album I wasn't a fan of. Yeah. So, I mean, isn't this one, wasn't it a combination of two different songs? Cause wasn't it uh, like the way the title um, kind of has it written is I write an old paint and then leave in Cheyenne. Where... I think that's the name of the song. Cause what I was looking up about it is, um, it's a, it's a famous cowboy song, especially at like dances and stuff saying leaving Cheyenne was like a way of saying like goodbye for a while or something like that was what I looked up. So, I mean, I'm definitely no, no cowboy or anything like that. So I'm not a hundred percent sure. There's a lot of cowboy like lingo and stuff on this album. So, um, I, I kind of learned a few words listening to this album. <laughs> definitely. Um, I think next what thing, did, next what did you think there? about that song? What did you think about it? I like it. Um, like you said, like the imagery that it uses, like it, it paints like the perfect picture for you. And um, I got the lyrics right here. Um, and it says, I'm going to Montana for for to throw the Houlihan, uh, where they feed in the coles and they water in the draw. Their tails are all matted. Their backs are all raw. Like, I mean, it. there's so much like imagery that you can just – imagine and picture just from the lyrics alone so yeah he, he mentions he mentions the word hulahan a lot through this album and yeah. what I, I gathered from it it was like a type of way a cowboy like throws a rope onto a horse or cattle um like over their head and neck to like rope them in so i i didn't know that so always building my vocabulary but um yeah let's, let's hop into one of my favorites big iron his cover of the marty robbins song absolutely song he uh He's known to be to play this song a lot in concert. He covers it. He, it's usually after Kate McCannon, and he goes into this long kind of eerie guitar solo after after Kate McCannon. And he didn't leave that, that out in this song. It it it's kind of how you go into Big Iron. It's a different dark sounding guitar solo, and then you you break into the iconic like start of Big Iron. And I, it's a party when he plays it. I I know when I got buddies over, we we always blast that song. So. I was so happy hearing Coulter Wall's version on, on this record. Yeah, I was saying, what do you think of his kind of uh, version of it? I mean, it's got a little bit of a different sound than uh, Marty Robbins' original version, but I mean, I I love it. Uh, I like what he did with it. And like you said, like how it kind of goes from the Kate McCannon into this one. And yeah. like, you can still kind of hear that. Yeah, I, I don't think Marty Robbins would be mad at all with this song. Yeah, I think he, he did justice. Uh, I, he, I don't think it's too different. And if anyone doesn't know the song of, of Big Iron, very, very cool story. Look that up. It's about a ranger 
who's riding into town. He wants to take out this outlaw called Texas Red. And mm -hmm. everyone that's tried to do it has been killed and stuff. And Texas Red catches wind that this ranger's here to get him. And the ranger's got a big iron on his hip. And they, they meet in, like, the middle of the town. You can only imagine. There's probably tumbleweeds going and stuff. And they they do a, they draw their guns. And uh, it says, like, everyone's, like, watching from the windows and everything yep. like that. Like, it, you can just picture it. It's, like, straight up, like, old westerns. Like, everyone's, like, uh, slamming, like, the windows and doors shut. But, like, still, like, peeking out through the blinds and stuff like yeah. that. So it's it's definitely another cowboy song. I like these old western songs that uh, – that these old cowboy songs culture wall covers see there's a there's a lot of covers on this on this album but uh big iron is probably my favorite song he covered off this album um but yeah to to end the song uh texas or texas red gets shot by the ranger and uh it's like don't mess with the ranger with the big iron on his hip so yeah they're talking about like how like swift like the ranger was to get his gun that uh yeah. texas red did you have a chance like they said he was like still like trying to like unholster his and it's yeah it's amazing it's a it's a very famous song uh Coulter Wall's version is great Marty Robbins is amazing so check that out both Coulter Wall and Marty Robbins is are are, are great artists and you can tell Coulter Wall has gotten a lot of influence from uh Marty Robbins yeah and shout out to Marty Robbins he wrote a song Prairie Fire about the home state of Nebraska so thank you Marty so uh, just going on the line, uh, next one we got is uh, Henry and Sam. So I love this song. Yeah, I say I haven't listened to this one nearly as much as I have listened to the others, but uh, it's all like all the other songs. Like it's just a fantastic story. Um, like, yeah, it's about his Henry rifle and his Sam Colt, uh, just just his guns, and he's talking about them and how. They're his friends. He, he, you, you don't, he doesn't really straight, straight up say it's his guns, but you, you can kind of get the picture. And they say, like, it's, they've saved his life. But then he's also said by the end of the song that he's starting to hate them because he's just kind of dealing with his problems just by shooting everyone. It's a pretty short song, but very, very cool and descriptive of these guns and the way he uses, uh, way he uses them and talks about them as, like, his friends. Very different. Yeah, I say you mentioned kind of like it doesn't specifically say that um, they are like rifles, guns, um, but like you can hear the one's long and mean, one's short and uh, one's long and lean, one's short and mean, and yep. then uh, later on it says one's low and barks and one's quick and sharp. Um, so like you can kind of hear like little references to it, but he never, like you said, like blatantly says it. Yeah, I mean, the, the stuff Culture uh, has on this album just makes me want to play some Red Dead Redemption, dude. It's, it's <laughs> great cowboy music. I love it. Uh, I, I mean, I can't, I can't say enough good things about this album. I've, I've listened to it probably five or six times all the way through since it came out, and it came out last mm -hmm. night. So very, very pleased with what he's been doing. Yeah, so I was lucky enough to get it on vinyl last week. I got it last Friday. So I've had it for a week, and um, – I'll sit down at least, I'll sit down at least, uh, like, every single night and probably listen to it once or twice um, all the way through. And it it gets better with age. It just gets better. And I, I, I feel like there's there there are slower songs, and then there's more. There, Culture Wall does a good job of putting some upbeat songs in, in on this record. And 
I mean, I, I like a lot of his music, but you could you could maybe say that some of his albums were a little slow at times, where they feel like it's had the right amount of like songs that get you going, and just enough songs where there's good storytelling. And one thing I like about it is the the title. I like uh, how he added and other punchy songs. I think that's a very very cool touch. The title very western, he very cowboy. So. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm obsessed with this album right now. Yeah. Um, taking it to the next one, I think uh, you were telling me about this earlier. Uh, Diamond Joe, I, I think it's both of our favorites. Uh, yeah. Main reason, uh, backup vocals, we got uh, Vincent Neil Emerson. And he's yep, one of shout our Shout out members. to our boy. Yeah. Uh, I think throwing his voice into the mix for this song just adds so much uh, detail and like depth to it. It makes it a much richer song. I, yeah, I think their voices complement each other very well. And um, about the same time, Coulter dropped uh, Western Swing and Waltzes as a single. About the same time, Vincent Neil Emerson dropped Roadrunner with Coulter Wall. Yeah, so Coulter that, Wall was and, in that one with him. Yeah, and in that song, again, I think their voices complement each other uh, very well. Vincent Neil Emerson's kind of got a higher voice, and God knows Coulter Wall has got one of the deepest voices in country music, and they just – they play off each other very well. And the, the song Diamond and Joe is just it. That song is eerie, but very, very cool. Um, I don't, I don't know how closely you were listening to it, but from what I got from it was uh, this guy kind of needed help from Diamond Joe, who is this big rich guy in Texas. And he, so he reached out to Diamond Joe's boys and to pay him back, he offered his hand. So like to work on the ranch and stuff and, Diamond Joe's just not a good guy, a liar and all this stuff. And the main character wants to get out. He's tried to quit three times, but Diamond Joe's convinced him to stay and still working the cattle and all this stuff. And I love the ending when they say, when I die, give my blankets to my buddies. And, and the give the Diamond give Joe. The please to Diamond Joe. Yep. I, that's what I was going to hit on right there. Like you can kind of tell like the relationship between the two of them. Um, like he, there's no love between them. Like he really doesn't yeah. want anything to do with him, but he's kind of mm-hmm. stuck there. And, and so this, this again, a... he's like, give the, uh, give my blankets to my buddies. Like give those to the ones that were actually there for me, but give the fleas to diamond Joe. Um, yeah. I think it hits on like the relationship and kind of like the um, feeling of the story. Like there's no love lost between the two of them. Um, well, I know when I was listening to it, it almost made me think of, Ryan Bingham on uh, Yellowstone. Okay, yeah, I can see that. I can definitely see that. Like, and hey, like, don't. I have not seen the season finale, so do not say anything on this podcast. I have. I'm not. We're ending this right now because I can't go any further than this. <laughs> something's gonna but, slip. Um, but that, that is exactly what I thought of when I when I heard it. I just kept thinking of how Ryan Bingham just wanted out of there on Yellowstone and just did not want to be around those guys because it. I mean. John Dutton isn't the the nicest dude, and he plays by his own rules, and so that's exactly what I what I thought of. Well, I I guess kind of what I can see here is more of from Ryan uh, Bingham, his character Walker, his standpoint. Uh, Diamond Joe would be Rip is what, the way I kind of see it. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's more Rip is the one that is uh, doing all this stuff to. Uh, Walker and then you just kind of got uh, John Dunn he's like eh, whatever like he he's yeah. not really there influencing it he's letting Rip do his own thing like Rip's in charge of them and 
Rip's the one that's writing uh, Walker's ass the whole time. Yeah, well, that's that's instantly what I thought of, and I that that ending line, "Give the fleas to Diamond Joe." I think that was. I mean, it's it's not even that big of a slam, but it's just it's just really cool songwriting and something I would have never thought of to put in there. And, and it is it this is another cowboy song that uh, Coulter's Coulter's covering here. So this isn't an original song by Coulter Wall, but uh, Coulter Wall does, does give it justice. And the way that song starts off with the fiddle, I think that's the fiddle at the beginning. It just really sets the mood for the song. So mm-hmm. th- that was probably my favorite song off the whole record and I know it is for you. Yeah. Uh, do you know who it's a cover song? Yeah, it is. I, I looked it up last night. I, I can't remember who wrote, I can look it up real quick, but, um, I'll say here, yeah. I got it right here. I guess on Spotify, it just says, uh, written by public domain. So I think that's one of the ones like I was trying to like look through, um, kind of like big iron high and mighty and a couple of these other ones on here are cover songs. Um, it's it's a song by Cisco Houston. Hmm, okay. Yeah. yeah. So it looks like it came out came out nineteen fifty two. Wow. Dang. Coulter's throwing it way back for us, man. Well, I mean, yeah, that one's from nineteen fifty two, but I'm pretty sure when I was looking up, I write an old paint and leaving Cheyenne. One of the, uh, that was from like nineteen thirties or something like that. So like Damn. he's digging deep with some of these, like going way back. And I, I just think I, – I know Coulter has been around – ranch a lot and been around the prairies of Saskatchewan and stuff. And I think this is just something – those songs have been woven into his life over the years. And this isn't like he's just trying to prove his cowboy credit. He's, he's actually like, this is what I listen to. These are my influences. And you can really get that feeling from him that this is who he is. Right. Um, okay, Diamond next Joe, song. next Next one is High and Mighty. This one came out last week. Um, we called it. Friday, right? Yeah, we called it on yeah. Twitter. We said one more single. And we're just predicting the future over here. Yeah, first thing was Mike and the Moon Pies and uh, Midland's lead <laughs> singer. And now Culture Wall now releasing one more song for the album. Hell yeah. But this is another cover song too. Right. Uh, and this is about, I, I think it's a really cool like um, song about rodeos and I know Coulter Wall is really big into – he likes to sing about Bronco riding. Uh, he doesn't really say much about bull riding. I don't know what his opinion is on that, but um, he, it says uh, the horse that he's riding uh, bucks, my, bucks, bucks high and is mighty hard to ride. So it's about the, this horse or this Bronco in, in the rodeo that's just a pain in the ass to ride and no one can ride it. and. They, they nicknamed him High and Mighty because he bucks so high and is mighty hard to ride. Yeah, so kind of like a little background with this one. So like you said, it was covered. Uh, it was covered by Lewis – or it was originally written by Lewis Martin Peterson uh, the third, I think. is Yeah, it was Lewis Martin Peterson. Um, and it said he grew up uh, in a town around uh, Saskatchewan where Coulter Wall grew up. Mm-hmm. I believe – I don't know if this is exactly right, but uh, – Lewis Martin, he grew up in, uh, I think it was Abbey. He grew up around Abbey, which is close to Saskatchewan. And so it was said he was known for uh, rodeos, and he also was like a poet. And then he released, uh, I believe it was three uh, records in the 1970s. And he's someone that uh, Coulter Wall, like, kind of like really connected with. And so like you said earlier, um, like, 
his favorite rodeo event is like the uh what was it again the bronco riding yeah bronco riding there we go um yeah. and you can definitely hear it in this song yeah he's always talking about especially his past albums like the calgary roundup which is a big rodeo up in canada i believe and so uh, I don't know if Coulter grew up going to that or what, but I, you can tell he, he's got a lot of roots in rodeo. So he even mentions a little bit of rodeo in Western Swing and Waltzes, which is pretty cool. Uh, just another way to show his cowboy credit. Yeah, I was say, I don't know if you've listened to it, but he's got the a bunkhouse version of this song. Oh, he's got he's got, yeah, he's got a bunch of bunkhouse. Right. Versions. Yeah, it, that, if you haven't checked that out, guys, look that up on YouTube. He's on a ranch in Texas. It's one of his buddy's ranches, and he's in the bunkhouse there, and he's just acoustically playing all these songs that are on his record and kind of gives a little background of these songs of maybe who wrote them, what they're about, or maybe how they found their way into his life. So check those out. It's very cool. Yeah, I would say one thing about that is, so he does a cover of this on his bunkhouse sessions, and it's totally different because obviously that one is just him and it's all acoustic. Uh, but this yeah. one, they brought like the band in for it and uh, kind of add a little more depth to it. So, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's very upbeat compared to all the other songs on there. So a uh, high and mighty and uh, Western swing and waltzes are probably the most like upbeat. If you were to play those in concerts, it would definitely get the, the Cowboys in there rocking. <laughs> but I'll say you've been to his concert before in the past. Uh, yes. That was probably January, wasn't it? Yeah, it was my last concert before the pandemic hit. Right. Um, I guess kind of what's his show like? We never really talked about that. Oh, it, it, when he when he went up to the mic and started singing, I just hearing his voice in person is is very very cool. You just no one else out there has a voice like that. So hearing him sing, I think he opened with Happy Reunion, which was off that uh, his. Uh, he released that EP with Bob Budge and Happy yeah, that little 45 one, right? Yeah, it's uh, Culture Wall and the Scary Prairie Boys. And that just hearing that was that was like one of my favorite songs by him at the time. So that was very cool to see him open with that. And uh, I mean, the, the coolest part of the night, like I said, is when he plays Kate McCannon and they he says, I put three rounds into Kate McCannon. I it's intense that song, and then I, I wasn't even expecting it, and he starts going in. And he, he goes right into Big Iron, and I mean, it, everyone was just rocking. It reminded me when uh, Chris Colston played that uh, White House Road. Oh, he's like, you know, I sat down, like, talked with Whiskey Myers in the bar one night, um, telling them, like, I want to do, uh, like, get into the music scene and everything. He's like, the advice they gave me was, uh, you know, sometimes you got to play a little rock in your uh, shows. And he's like, so with that, here's uh, White House Road by Tyler Childers, and everyone just like, lost it. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, Culture Walls concert, it, it reminded me, not the sound, but the, the way he was on the stage reminded me a lot of Chris Stapleton. And he's not going to, he's not Cody Johnson where he's going to be running around jumping the elevated drums or anything like that. Like, hey, those, Ben, you kind of cut uh, out there for a second. Oh, okay. Well, um, I was just saying, uh, Culture Walls shows remind me a lot of uh, Chris Stapleton's. Not right. Not like the sound, but uh, he he's just the way he's on the stage. He's not like Cody Johnson who's going to be running around, jumping up and down, stuff like that. He just is up there on the mic, just strumming the guitar and letting the music speak for itself. Which, yeah, kind of puts more of an emphasis on the music than yeah. uh, entertainment part of it. Which I mean, there's that's nothing bad about Cody. Right, right. Cody Johnson puts on a hell of a show, but I mean, 
just Coulter Wall, you're, you're really just locked in and it's a, it's a very cool show. Um, yeah, I can't say enough good things about his, his, his uh, concert. I mean, I was, I was a pretty big fan when we went, but after that, I just couldn't get enough of his music. Uh, I'd say, yeah, Kate McCannon is probably the coolest song in, in concert, but he didn't play uh, The Devil Wears a Suit and Tie. Really? Yeah. Did he play Sleeper on the Blacktop? Yeah, I think he ended with that. But I, let me tell you this. He 100% can hit cowpoke. He can hit that yodel in concert. Really? <laughs> it's freaking cool, dude. It's very I, cool. I guess I didn't realize you had covered that one um, when you were there. Yeah, I, I, I had known about cowpoke because it's uh, there's a YouTube channel called like Western AF, and uh, it's got him uh, covering cowpoke on there. And okay. Acoustically. That's how I originally found cowpoke and. When I saw that it was on this record, I was I was pretty excited. But yeah, if you have the chance to see Coulter Wall, I mean, it, it's so fun. That was the first time I ever walked into a concert and looked around and was like, there are some damn cowboys here. Like <laughs> everyone, everyone there you knew was a freaking cowboy. So that was that was pretty cool. I said, was it was it like a more I don't want to say like laid back, relaxed concert, but yeah, I, it definitely was. It wasn't like. I mean, people were still singing along and having a good right. time. It wasn't like crazy, like a like an Eric Church show. Okay. It wasn't anything like that. It was. I, I can only compare it to if you go to if you go to a Chris Stapleton concert. It's just like everyone's really relaxed and just kind of just moving with the music and having a good time. Yeah. All right. But that's where oh, I first uh, found Vincent Neil Emerson, and that dude put on a he he was the opener, and I was like who the hell is this guy? This guy is damn good. And I went home and found all his music and damn, I ordered his vinyl for my birthday. That dude's check him out. He's the real deal. All right. Back to the album. Um, I think next one up is talking Prairie boy. I love this. I, I say, yeah, it's, it's different. Um, it's got more, he's not like singing. It's more of him talking through the song. It's more like a storytelling uh, session than anything else. Yeah, I mean, normally I wouldn't like a song like this, but I, I, I sitting down and listening to the story, it's, it's, it's like comical and it's, it's, it's just cool. And the way uh, Coulter tells it is, just, is very unique. I like when he's talking about that boy from Nashville came over. He's like, yeah, he brought us some weird beer. And he goes, yeah. I, he, Hey, yeah, I, I say I started chuckling the first time I heard that. I was like, <laughs> it's an I P A. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's probably Colter Wall just I bet he just slams like Bud Heavies or something like that. He's not <laughs> around anything anything like craft brewery, anything like that. But I say I mean, one thing cool. Uh it's about him uh he most of the song takes place where he's in a bar shooting the shit with his buddies, and then this guy comes over and he's asking him for work on the ranch he's like but if we're mending fences i don't i don't want to do that and if if we're bailing hay I, i'm not good for that and he's Coulter's like well what are you good for and he's like i'm surprised this dude didn't bring a resume and just kind of dog him for being like an uptight city boy i said some of the lines like i picked up on that i thought were kind of like unique and um really like, caught my attention um he's talking about how uh like the smallest uh, buildings where he's from, it's like it's the grain elevators. I mean, the the largest buildings. Largest, sorry, largest buildings from where he's from are the grain elevators. Yeah, I like that line. That was cool. 
and then like he's talking about like how the city is like exhausting how it wears them out and then it's just so hard to admire the concrete and tall buildings mm-hmm. like he prefers those the grain elevators and the fields to anything else yeah and he said to that one kid he's like couldn't couldn't tell the difference between a shoelace and a lariat which is mm-hmm. like what the cowboys use and then um I, I love at the end when he's like he's had it with the kid from nashville uh, and he's like i'm long gone to saskatchewan uh, that was a clever line yeah, and then like right before that he's like so long buddy you can keep your ipas <laughs> yeah he's like next time you're in the store and see what what does he call it? he calls it like a buckaroo hat he's like leave it on the shelf so he he's definitely uh that, that's definitely a unique song and I, I normally i wouldn't like that but he did a very good job so very very pleased with that yeah say kind of like you said um i'm not for one that like kind of like the talking through the songs it's never really been something i enjoy but this one it kind of caught me like right away and then i just mm-hmm. Like you get caught up in the story, and um, it's just it's it's different, and I really yeah. enjoyed it. There, you can tell it's very raw, and there's like really not a lot of editing. And then at the end of the song, last thing you hear is Coulter Wall laughing, which is kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> but I think the next one we want to talk about, we've already touched on a little bit, is Calpo. Right. I love his I love his take on it. Um, yeah. He does a fantastic job. Yeah, I, I, yeah, that's another cover song. I mean, but they're, they're all, all these songs are very old where it's like Coulter's almost making them his own uh, in a sense. Like our generation has never really heard these songs. And so it, it almost feels like they're Coulter's songs. But when I first heard this song, he released this one as, as a single. I was just, I was kind of disappointed at first when I first heard it because it, it started with the harmonica when online, uh, he would always start off with that kind of yodel you hear throughout the song. And I was like, did they take that out of the song? So I was, I was kind of nervous. And then on the second verse, he goes into that yodeling, which I think, especially for Coulter Wall, with such a deep voice, you know how hard that's got to be for him to come up and hit that high note. Yeah. Uh, I'll say, so this one is originally written by, I believe it was Stan Jones. Um, I think the original cut of it was in 1951. So this is another one where he kind of went way back. So it was originally cut by Elton Britt and the Sky Toppers. Um, yeah, so 1951. So, I mean, this is another one that he went really far back for. And like you kind of said, like, it's not something a lot of people um, necessarily, like, know about. And he's kind of making it his own thing now, but still yeah. kind of keeping to that. Uh, more traditional side of it at the same time yeah i say like one thing in it that i kind of picked up on um he's uh lonesome but happy uh rich but i'm broke and it's like kind of talking about how um he's got like loneliness um but then like empty pockets but he's just the cow yeah when he's like i'll, I'll stop eating steak and go back to beans right mm-hmm. i think it really shines a light on what it was like being a cowboy back then and all the rough things they go through and um yeah it, he mentions like um he said he's gonna go ride a, a bronc in prescott and so it just kind of shows the rodeo life and how he's always on the road and so yeah i think i think that's a great song culture did it did it justice for sure yeah and i just love the ending i'll never be branded and i'll never be broke i'm a carefree range riding drifting cow folk. like mm-hmm. just the ending of it's fantastic 
Yeah, and I, I, I love I love the term cowpoke. It's I, I think it's just so old fashioned Western compared to just saying cowboy. Cowpoke is just very, very Western-y. Yeah. Yeah. So we got two of them left. Uh, we got yeah. Rocky Mountain Rangers up next. This one, uh, I like it. It's um, kind of talking about the uh, uh, Scarlet Mounties yep. and um, kind of going along the uh, story with them. And it's it's different, but I really like it. It's a good story. Is this his own song? Uh, I believe it is, yes. Okay. I believe this is one that he did write. Uh, at least that's what – I'm pretty sure when I was looking at Spotify, it said it was written by Coulter Wall, so – Okay. Um, it's talking about uh, a story that kind of takes place in the year of 85. And it said, so it starts off with, unfit was I for the Scarlet Mounties, uh, dandy dude townies, drunkard down in outies. But I knowed some boys that I once called family mounted high in the year of 85. And it's kind of goes into the story um, of the Rocky Mountain Rangers. So it's yeah, a... I'm- if all the, all the songs on the record, this is probably the one I've listened to the least amount. Yeah, um, I'll have to admit that's probably the same with me too. I, I, I think it's cool that he's, he's kind of talking about what's going on in, in Canada with the Mounties and everything like that, but it just doesn't – I think it sounds good and everything, but this, this one probably had, didn't connect with me the most. Um, but I, I think it sounds good. I'm, my opinion's not right for everyone. So, I mean, check this one out. I, I don't have too much to say about it. I don't dislike it by any means. But it's not exactly. I don't know. I just didn't hit yeah, right. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just it didn't um, like reel me in as much as the others. Like I didn't get caught up in it like I would with uh, Diamond Joe or um, Western Swings and Waltzes. I mean, uh, that's nothing. Yeah. That's not a, saying it's not a great song. It's just yeah. it, it wasn't something that I got caught up in and something that drew me in. I mean, he's got ten songs on this record, and this is the one that I'm probably just not that crazy about, but I mean, nine out of 10, pretty, pretty damn good. If you ask me. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying I would, I would skip right by this song. It's a, it's a damn good song, but uh, it just compared to all the other ones on this list. It just, if anyone else probably would have had the song, it probably would have been one of the better ones on their album. It's just this album is stacked beginning to end is where he's one of our favorites. All right, Ben, you kind of cut out there again. Um, you're saying how if this was on someone else's album, what about it? Oh, it would probably be one of their better songs. And we don't want to – we don't want you to think we're talking bad about Coulter because he's one of our favorite guys out there. But, uh, yeah, give it a listen. You can you can form your own own opinion about it. So last one we want to touch on is Hooligans at the Holiday Inn. This is yes. a really good story. I really like this one. Really I love it. it. Um, uh, he talks about his life on the road. Yep. From what I gather about it. And he's like who throwing hula hands at the holiday inn. What way I interpreted it, it was like the way they're roping cattle in with hula hands, like just roping in another hotel he's staying at and he's on the road. And I love the line he's talking about where he sees the cattle grazing on the highway. And mm-hmm. he goes, the best view for that is up on a saddle. But he said he's looking at it through a dirty cracked windshield. Yep. That I was gonna highlight on that too. Yeah. Um it kind of talks about like how um like one month on the road, like kind of leaves you just like wandering a little bit. But then like after three months, you're kind of just stumbling around. And like, it's just, it's all a blur. I feel like at that point, that's kind of the way I picked up on it. Like everything's going so fast and he doesn't get a chance to kind of like 
slow down and kind of enjoy that uh, view of the cattle like grazing in the field. It almost reminds me of uh, Plain to See Plainsman by him. It, because okay. he's, Plain to See Plainsman, it's not about him being on the road, but it's, both these songs are kind of talking about how he's missing where he's from. He's wanting to go home to Saskatchewan and be on the, on the prairie. And so that, that's instantly what I kind of thought of, but I think he does a good way of showing what life is like for him on the road. Uh, and then, like I said, just pulling to these holiday inns night after night and just getting sick of it. And when he's on the road driving, he's seeing all these, all these ranches and these cattles and he, this ca these cattle and he's wanting to work the ranch at home and, and just do, do cowboy things that he loves. I say, I think the ending kind of really caught me. Um, he says, and I'll sing you all the songs my working cowboy kin. Uh, then it's back to throwing hula hands at the Holiday Inn. Like, it's, it's basically, I feel like he's saying, like, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. You know, he's like, I probably, like, I prefer, you know, uh, being in the fields, like, grazing, uh, looking at the cattle grazing. But he's going to keep doing what he's doing, uh, keep going from town to town, from Holiday Inn to Holiday Inn. And, uh, and then he says, haven't put boot to boot to boot heel to belly since since can't remember when. And yeah. kind of, he hasn't been riding the horses on the ranch at all or anything like that for a while. So he's just longing for home. Kind of like he literally says that in Plains to see Plainsman, but he's missing home and wants to go back and just yeah, you can tell it's a it's a love story for being back home on the prairies and but yeah, I mean, say I'll Overall, this album is just amazing. Yeah, I would say we kind of talked about your rating. You know, you like a nine out of ten songs. On a scale of one to ten, where would you put this album for yourself? Uh, right now, it's the best album of 2020. I don't think you can argue that. Uh, if I had to rate it, I'd put it at like a 9.8 out of 10. I, I, I can't find much at all wrong with this album. There's, it, it's, I, I don't usually pre-order albums, and I don't know what what made me want to pre-order this one so much because you don't know what you're going to get on it, but God, I'm, I'm lucky or I'm, I'm happy I did because this is just an amazing album. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you just said this was, you think the best album, uh, what were some of your like competition with it? Um, like, I guess what would be second and third for you as of 2020 so far? As of 2020 so far. Hmm. I, I don't, I don't know much that like that compares with it right now. I don't know many albums that I would that are even in the same ballpark. What, what, what do you think? What are some of your favorites of 2020? Well, I, so I'm just trying to think of like other albums that we've had. Uh, Mo, Mo Pitney's was very good. Yeah. Mo, okay. That's what I was gonna say. Like, where would you put Mo Pitney on that range then? Because his album. Well, Mo Pitney. Back. Mo Pitney. Uh, that's a damn good album. But I mean, that one I would probably rate it like an eight or so. I mean, there there is there are some songs that I could do without on that album, but I, it, that's a great album. Um, but yeah, I, this album is just, it's great. I mean, it, it's not going to get the love that it deserves from radio stations. God knows that. So, I mean, I just want to do my part to promote this and get this out there. Cause it was, I, I, I'm so happy with it. Yeah. I was saying, cause I was just curious, um, kind of where you would put Mo Penny with it because not to call you out or anything, but you did pre-order that album too, before it came out. That that is true. Granted, I will give you. I would. I think about half of the songs he had already released um, as singles, so you had heard half of it as of that point. But uh, I was just kind of curious. You said you don't pre-order albums that often. I want yeah. to see where you 
you know, like compared the two. But well, okay, I I, I pre-ordered three albums ever, so I pre-ordered Cody Johnson's "Ain't Nothing to It." So happy I did that. Great album. Pre-ordered Mo Pitney's. That I, I didn't know what I was gonna get, but I it was it was like twenty bucks, and he signed the thing. So I'm like, okay, hell yeah, I want this. I'm already a big Mo Pitney guy. That one I'm I'm very pleased with, and then this culture wall, wall vinyl that I ordered very happy with. So yes, I'm three out of three on ordering, pre-ordering albums. All right, I'm going to call you out one last time. You pre-ordered four albums actually. Oh God. Yeah. We, <laughs> we, we, yeah, we pre-ordered. Damn. Okay. Maybe it's a new thing I've been doing lately. Yeah. <laughs> well, dude, you talk me into ordering these albums. We ordered. Okay. I did not talk you into ordering Brent Cobb. You brought it to me. Okay. Well, and you brought you brought Mo Pitney to me too, and Coulter Wall. You're the one talking me into it. Dude, that I, I'm excited for that that Brent Cobb album. He, he just released his single. What is it? Shut up and sing. Yep, mm-hmm. that, that's a damn good one. Do you listen to much of that? See, I was so getting ready for this, uh, trying to you know listen to Coulter Wall's album one last time. Um, I've listened to it a few times, but mm-hmm. uh, it's definitely. Uh, I really like it. I think there is a, uh, it's either a lyric video or a music video that came out with it. Yeah. Uh, I've been meaning to watch that and kind of seeing what that's like, but. Yeah, it's a little like, I think it's kind of like what everything going on in the country right now. I think it's has to do with things like that. Kind of like, uh, he's not just going to shut up and sing. He kind of wants to voice his opinion. So, I mean, good, good for, good for him for standing up for what he believes in. Uh, I so far three singles. I think he's yeah, he's dropped three singles. I'm pretty happy with all of them so far. Yeah, so so far for his album, it's uh comes out I think it's October, October beginning 2nd. of October. Uh yeah, I think it's October second. He's got the album's called Keep Him on the Toes, and that's the he's released that already. He's released the title track for it. Then the first one he released was back in May. It was The World Is Ending. Um and then this was the most recent one, Shut Up and Sing. So, yeah, he has three of them out for it so far. Um, and I'm happy with all three of them. I really love uh, Keep Him on the Toes. Uh, I think it's a great one. He's like, um, you know, I think it's if you're uh, trying to make a like right or something, you know, make them look left before you hang a right and stuff like that. Um, and he's kind of talking about like how, you know, people are crazy. Kind of you just got to do your own thing. And he's, he's another artist for me, at least. I love the, I love the meaning behind the lyrics and the pictures he kind of paints for us with them. So I'm really excited for that album to come out. And uh, I think the only thing Ben I did talk you into getting was the uh, mushroom slip mat for the record. Yeah, so that's, that's gonna be cool. Brent Cobb has a uh, translucent yellow. Uh, vinyl coming out for the keep them on the toes and you can also pre-order a mushroom slip mat um for your record player so you can see the little mushrooms dancing around so i'm really yeah, excited when, they, when it that spins one. when it spins it's like an illusion it looks like the mushrooms are dancing so yeah exactly it's because it's, it's got a little, little like both ways so it looks like they're swinging back and forth it's a little psychedelic you can tell there but uh yeah i was lucky enough to see brent cobb open for chris stapleton and that dude can sing. And speaking of my boy, Chris Stapleton and Brent Cobb's cousin, Dave Cobb put out starting over. Yes. Okay. So yeah, let's get, let's dig into that. So earlier this week, um, I want to say it was Tuesday. 
Chris Stapleton released a little video um, with the date 11 13 2020. So, you know, a lot of people are thinking like, oh, is that most people said that's when his album was coming out. Some's like, no, he's not coming out with the song till then and stuff like that. But yesterday at uh, noon Eastern, so 11 o'clock here, uh, we got the title track starting over. And we got we got the names of all the tracks as well. Right. Yeah, we got those as well. Uh, but let's start with read your thoughts of starting over. I, I really liked it. it. It definitely didn't show off uh, Stapleton's vocals like some of his songs do, but I really, really liked the chorus. Um, it, and I like the way I like the way they really marketed the whole thing of him like wiping all his social media. Clear. Yes, because he, he's literally starting over. It, mm-hmm. It's like the perfect way to lead into this album and lead into this uh, title track that he released. Well, and then it's just like, yeah, and the, the cover is just very little. It's like, looks like someone wrote it on a paper, like with a typewriter. It says, starting over by Chris Stapleton, like top left corner. The rest is all white. Mm-hmm. Looks like paper. Yeah, I think that's really cool. And that's like really kind of, you know, digging into the marketing part of it. Um, you know, you got the song starting over. Like, how can we kind of play that into our album art in the, um, you know, like the, more graphic side of what we're going to be releasing mm-hmm. and i think another thing you kind of mentioned like you know it's just plain and then it kind of looks like someone like wrote it on there when yeah. you're looking at what he came out with that released like the track list um it's almost like someone had gone through and like erased it with a pencil and like uh like rewrote some of the names yeah like um, look at cold if you look at cold we posted this on our twitter by the way if you want to check this out um, yeah, if you're looking at the name Cold, like it looks like the LD at the end of it got relays, re- erased. Wow. Um, and then I was looking at the sixth song on there, Joy of My Life. Um, at the beginning of like it, on the beginning of that line, it looks like there was a Z to start it yeah. off. I, I think it's supposed to look like he was a typewriter and they messed up or something like that. Right. And it kind of shows like, you know, starting over and like it's kind of almost like a in the work type deal. Mm-hmm. Um Shout out to Robert Henry. In yeah, the that, I was just thinking that. Like, this literally is kind of like it's in the works. Um, yeah, that's Robert Henry's song. Yeah. I could the, the the tracks go starting over. Devil's always made me think twice. Cold. When I'm with you. Arkansas. Joy of my life. Hillbilly blood. Maggie's song. Whiskey sunrise. Worry be gone. Old friends. Watch your. Watch your. Watch you burn. My watch bad. You burn. <laughs> You should probably leave in Nashville, Tennessee. So yeah. my brother, my brother texted me and said that uh, most of, like a lot of Tom Petty's bandmates were worked on this album. And I know Stapleton. Really? Uh, yeah, Stapleton was on, was out with Tom Petty before he passed. They were doing shows together. So and I know, I know Tom Petty was a big country guy. Like I know uh, some of Tom Petty's band worked on one of uh, Johnny Cash's last albums. So it's it's very cool to see that that um, they decided to come in and work with another country great like Chris Stapleton. Yeah. Um, So like you kind of said earlier, uh, our transition from Brent Cobb to uh, this album. So it's going to be produced by David Cobb and Chris Stapleton. So yeah, Dave uh, Cobb's his cousin. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Really looking forward to that. Um, I guess, which song are you most looking forward to? Is there, Uh, there's, there's a lot of cool names on here. Um, Hillbilly blood. I I don't even know what the hell that's going to be. But Nashville, Tennessee, I'm hoping, I'm hoping he slams them. <laughs> hoping he slams them. But we'll um, 
I say you kind of hit on one that I was kind of looking at, um, kind of sounds different. Uh, Hillbilly Blood. I'm really curious what that's going to be like. Uh, I think that's got potential to be a great song. But the other two that kind of caught my eye were uh, Worry Be Gone and Watch You Burn. Um, I don't know why, but those two names kind of just uh, stuck out to me. I feel like kind of like Worry Be Gone, it's either uh, – I feel like it might be either like a really dark song or it's going to be kind of like a laid back one, like, you know, just kind of take it easy, like, you know, let the worries be gone, like let them go away type deal. So I think I those are see... three of the ones I'm kind of excited for. Yeah, I would love to see him on this album like he did with uh... – Oh, shoot. What's the name of it? Uh, I'm blanking right now on it. What's that music video he's got for Traveler, that album? Um, let me pull it up real quick. I'll say, I'm not sure what you're trying to mention there. I can't think of the name of the song right now. I'm blanking. I was listening to Traveler on my record player last night. So uh, I guess while you're looking that up really quickly, um, so at the bottom of like the little uh, picture that he released, it says it's featuring... Uh, Benmont Tench, Mike Campbell, Paul Franklin, and then he has an all voices choir. So, okay. Um, I think the, so it's kind of weird. Like next to each uh, song that he, like next to the track list, there's a little symbol next to each song. And each symbol stands for um, like one of those people that I just mentioned or one of those groups. Oh, that, okay. I was wondering what that was. That's cool. Yeah. So, like, watch you burn has the All Voices Choir featured in it. And then it, it will also have uh, Ben Mont Tent and uh, Mike Campbell. So I mean, kind of with the choir, I'm, I'm wondering if it's something kind of like a, a Mistress Name Music with Eric Church. You know how they have that choir? Yeah. I, I really like that song. But the, what I was talking about with the with this album, uh, I don't know if you've seen the music video for Fire Away. I don't know why I couldn't think of the name of the song. Oh. Um, <laughs> he partnered with like a, like I don't know the name of the director, but it was like a it was actually like a kind of a big time director. And if you watch that music music video, it's so well shot and everything like that. And it's one of his only music videos he has. So I, I would be really in, like happy to see him do that again. I think it's really cool. And that's just a he like like it'll rip your heart out if you watch that music video. Yeah, I think I, what one thing I love is when artists kind of do that where they you know take the time and effort to make this music video that really means and stands for something to go with their songs and like they bring in a producer or um director for them and it really shows like the effort that they they put into it and uh really helps kind of like develop a story around the song like one thing that kind of came to mind when you mentioned that was whiskey myers did a music video for bury my bones and uh it was about this uh soldier kind of coming home and burying his brother like his brother in arms um it's kind of like it shows like flashbacks of them like kind of like growing up together and then it started showing like scenes of them together as they're older but then towards the end these scenes that you're seeing um it was the one that was still alive like it was him going through it but he's just kind of like seeing his brother still there with him even though he's actually not and like it kind of shows this whole like PTS like type story and it really makes you think more about the songs when they do stuff like this. It adds a whole new meaning to it and kind of gives you, you know, sometimes for some people who can't get that image in their head of what the song's about, it like really drills that home. And it's like, you know, like this is kind of like what we're talking about. This is what yeah. we're you know, like, we're trying to talk about like real things here. And I think 
when they do that, it just adds so much more to their songwriting and um, the content that they're putting out. Yeah, definitely. So you said everyone's, did he, he officially announced, right, that the album was going to be out November 13th, right? Yeah. So if you looked at his uh, Instagram post, it uh, the only thing that on, was on there, it was uh, 11-13-2020. Uh, so, I mean, it's, I am, you know, I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's coming out this November. So, let's see. Yeah, in his bio. I know you can talk about. Go ahead. I was going to say, in his bio, it says all that's in there is 11, 13, 20. So, okay. I'm betting that's when the album's coming out. I hope. I hope yeah. and pray that's when it's coming out because I don't want to wait any longer for this. <laughs> it's been a while for some new Chris Stapleton. Yeah. Well, I know you've been dying to talk about new Tennessee Jet song, Poncho. Okay. And this is so good. I I am so happy and pleased that uh, Tennessee Jet came out with this. He did a fantastic job. He covered uh, Poncho and Lefty, um, and he brought in Cody Jinks, Paul Coffin, and um elizabeth, elizabeth cook for it and they all did a fantastic job with it i'm so I pleased with it. i don't know if it's like culture wall and vincent neil emerson but when when the when tennessee jet and cody jinx are on a song together and cody jinx comes in i feel like his voice just it sounds rougher and it sounds yes. really I, good like with way more blues or when he did luke and Bach, texas with paul coffin it was just like cody jinx comes in his voice sounds like damn good no yeah i totally agree so for those of you who don't know poncho and lefty uh originally done by willie nelson and merle hager fantastic sh- song and then to have you know tennessee jet bring in uh cody jinx and paul coffin and elizabeth cook for this um like it's just for me it's it's a power mashup right there bringing in uh cody jinx and paul coffin those are two of my favorites um and like you said, like, just when you throw them all together, like, it just, their voices, they sound so much, uh, they sound so much more different than their actual albums. I think it's because they're, like, they kind of contrast each other, but at the same yeah. time, they complement each other. And then I, I just think the Tennessee Jet, he's a hell of a songwriter, but I also think he takes these older country songs and he puts these nice modern twists on them where it's just like, it, it's, it's just does it justice like way more blues when he covered that you heard the Way- waylon jennings version he adds this heavy rock feel to it and it's it's really cool so i mean he he's he, he, the tennessee jet deserves more love in country music he's he's so good yeah um so uh stray dogs that's is that's the name of this album that it has poncho and lefty on it uh then he's got Johnny that he released, I believe it was last week, um, Stray Dogs, and I want to say he's putting the Raven and the Dove on there too, Yeah, yeah. the song that he wrote for Cody Jinx, because yeah. Cody Jinx first released that on his album, The Wanting. And he then, also wrote The Wanting for Cody Jinx. Right, yeah. I want to say he did a he's lot. He's in it too. What? He's in The Wanting, Tennessee Jet is. Yeah, I believe he is, yep. He's like backup um, vocals. Yeah, and so he's done – a lot working with Cody uh, Jinx. And then, so yeah, he's got Stray Dogs. I believe it comes out next uh, Friday, September 4th. 
So that's something to really look forward to. Um, other than that, it's just something you got to uh, listen to. Oh, another one that he came out with, uh, another single that he released for it was Hands On You. And that one's a little bit more, um, I don't want to say it's more rock, but it's kind of got that metal rock feel to it. Um, he's talking about how he uh, can't take his eyes off of uh, his hands being, or some other guy's hands being on this girl that he uh, likes is essentially what it's about. And he's, he says, I can't take my eyes off his hands on you. And it's a, it's a really good song. So September 4th, uh, be looking for Stray Dogs, uh, Tennessee Jets' uh, newest album. Next well, thing. Know, well, I don't, I don't know if you wrote this down, but you know, I finally got on Apple Music and I heard Zach Bryan's new song, Oklahoma City. City. Yeah, what are I really, really like that song. I, I, I don't think you, you, you didn't sound like you were like that happy with it. I thought it was really, really good. You know, at first, I wasn't sure how I felt about it, but um, I listened to it a few more times, and I think it is, it's a really good one. I, there's no doubt about that. It just, I don't know why, maybe I was a little distracted at first, but it didn't really catch my um, ear. Yeah, I, it's like all this music, it's very raw. I, hopefully, this means he's coming out with a new album soon or something, but, or maybe he's just pushing music out right now. I know he's busy working for the military, but... That, check that one out. I've only gotten to listen to it once or twice, so I don't have too much to say about it, but it, it's, it's a damn good one. It might be one of my favorites by him right now. Yeah. Um, kind of keeping the ball rolling here. Um, well, we're talking about albums that are coming out soon. Uh, Riley Green is releasing If It Wasn't For Trucks EP, and that's supposed to be coming out September 11th. Here, go, you, you, you cut out. Oh, you want to go back, you cut out. Um, so, so we're on Zoom right now. We're we're in different cities, so we apologize if it's a little the audio's rough. Yeah. So kind of what I was saying, Ben, was uh, we're talking about Riley Green's uh, new EP. If it wasn't for trucks, oh hell yeah! And how that's supposed to be coming out September 11th. Um, mm-hmm. What I saw, a lot of people are kind of hoping on his last EP. I believe the was it Valley Road or something like that. Yeah. Yep. Um, he did an acoustic version of If It Wasn't for Trucks. And what I've been seeing is people are kind of people really want to see like uh, the more like studio version, I guess you want to say, yeah. um, you know, throwing in a few more instruments in there and stuff like that. I mean, I, I love Riley Green. Don't get me wrong, but I'm a little uh, sick of him coming out with these albums or EPs and then half the songs are on there have been songs that have been out for months. Yeah. And he plays all these unreleased songs at shows. I see him on Twitter and stuff. And it's like, dude, I know you have so many songs. Put those on your album. These songs have been out for so long. We just, we want new Riley Green. We don't want, we don't want songs that have maybe like, wasn't for trucks is an acoustic already. We don't want another spot on that EP because EPs aren't very long. So don't fill it with the spot of a song that's already out. I was gonna say, I think he has three versions of I Wish Grandpa's Never Died. He has, yep. uh, you know, original version that he released. Then he did a live version of it and then an acoustic version. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's a fantastic song. Nothing against it. And I love the different versions. But at the same time, I'd love to see another song put in that place. Yes. Um, I can't think of one of his songs off the top of my head, but just something else to you know, get another one out there. Um, 
you know, maybe you do want to hold on and sit on a couple songs and save them for later, but it's always good to hear new um, music. Yes. I mean, I'm excited for it. He, the, the new stuff he does release is usually very good. I'm just hoping it, like, the title track is already If It Wasn't For Trucks, so I'm just a little little disappointed it wasn't some all new music, but I, I'm definitely going to give it a listen. I'm, I'm a huge Riley Green guy. This is just, I'm, maybe I'm nitpicking a little bit, but I'm just, I just really want new music from him. Yeah. Um, okay, next thing I want to go into is John Party. Uh, so to start off, you know, I think it was uh, one or two weeks ago, he released the Rancho Fiesta Sessions, which is yep. um, they're all cover songs that he had done and recorded in, I believe it was like a kind of like a garage out uh, behind his house or something like that. Yeah. Something and like uh, that. it was, you, you kind of hear like an audience in the background. And what he said it was, was um, like the neighborhood people, like his neighbors had come over and were kind of there and it kind of turned into like a little impromptu show. Um, but last night, um, or the, like this week, he released a Western version of Ain't Always the Cowboy. And I cannot stress it enough. This is, you know, nothing against the first version he released. This is a million times better. It's, it's what the song opinion. needed. It's what, what the song needed. Yes. It, it's so, the lyrics are so like, just fits so well with like an old, like slow cowboy song. It's like sad. Like you, when you hear the song, you just picture a cowboy just, sad pouring himself a glass of whiskey and like sitting there the, the, it, it is kind of sad on the radio but you can tell it's very produced and stuff to be radio friendly so it's just like the, the what he calls it uh, ain't always the cowboy uh western version and it, it is definitely western so i think it is, is exactly what the song needed you know i'd love to see i loved his last album um i'd love to see kind of like a western version of the whole thing um, or if he just went down that road with new music. Right. Yeah, that too. Um, but I love kind of, I love what he has. And it would be kind of cool to see, you know, the different feeling you get if more of these were like a Western version. Because uh, like you were saying, uh, Ain't Always Cowboy, like the radio version of it, a little bit more upbeat with it. But this one, mm-hmm. you're like something you could sit there and like just, it's it's sadder. It's a lot sadder, is what it is. I don't, I just don't know how he could do a, a, a Western version of Tequila Little Time. Oh, he could. He's talented <laughs> enough. He could do it. It would be different, man. That would be weird. You have to slow those trumpets way down. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, at least the last thing that I have, I guess yeah. I, might, I might have one more thing after this. Um, Chris, or not, wow, not Chris Stapleton. Eric Church, we already hit on Chris Stapleton. Eric Church came out with another single last night called Crazy Land. And, okay. boy, oh boy, is that good. <laughs> I, I, I think it's going to be a double album, man. Okay, I'm glad you said that because I was looking at uh, Whiskey Wrist Page, and they brought up a good point. Um, so he's released three singles so far. Two of them are red, one of them are blue. That's what made me think that. Right. So it's kind of giving you at least it's giving you that feel of, you know, the red, that's going to be one album. Blue's going to be the other. And then the other thing I saw was if you look at his website, it's split into red and blue halves. Like it almost gives you that feel like 
double album coming soon. And I, I just mean, I hope there is one. Everyone's just trying to copy our boy Cody James. I mean, the trendsetter. Dude, that was all so unexpected. But with this, with Eric Church, 28 songs, 28 days, when he, you know, hold himself up in North Carolina, like, yeah, you got to expect a double album at this point. Well, and Eric Church always says, my albums are supposed to be listened to beginning to end. Right, exactly. So, I imagine him having a 28-song album. It was it was just because he wrote 28 songs, 28 days. It's just too long, and I feel like things wouldn't flow together correctly. So I'm glad he's splitting this up. Um, one thing else I noticed, um, and I've heard people talk about, the different words that are bolded on each song. Um, so he's l- released the three singles, and each song has a different word bolted on it. So stick that, oh, okay. stick that in your country song. Uh, it was the word that that was bolded. Uh, bad mother trucker i believe it was bad that was bolded and then crazy land had crazy bolded and so a lot of people are like is there you know something kind of in that part that's going to tell a story too and that bad crazy you know unless it's for each album so it could be that crazy crazy. and then there's going to be something for the blue album that starts with bad type deal so you know like you said, like his stories are meant to be, or his albums are meant to be listened to like in a whole and as a story. And I think once you piece those together, it's going to, you know, highlight like a little saying or something like that, that'll connect them all together. I mean, I, I, I think it would be fun to do a, a review of, of his double album, but I think the only way we could do it is if like we got one of those Jack Daniels bottles sent over to us. Dude, that, don't even get me started with that because that is the most bogus thing I've ever seen. You know, well, we've been, it wasn't even his, it wasn't Eric Church's fault. No, no, nothing against him. But, you know, here in Omaha, uh, Ben and I have been trying and trying to get our hands on these bottles. Um, Ben's been calling like every like local uh, supermarket that has them. And, you know, I've been trying to call the liquor stores that have them. And one of them, High V, was like, oh, we only got four bottles. So we're just going to do a raffle. It was like, you know, people want these. No, no, no. Let me four. fight people. Let me fight customers for it. I'll do that. How about yeah, that? no raffle, fight night for it. Yeah. See, I like my odds in that one. I'm not, I'm not going to chance it with the raffle. Yeah, and then we try calling a liquor store here that you know, supposedly supposed to get them. And they're like, uh, oh, next shipment's getting it. Next shipment's getting it. Next shipment's getting it. It's like, how many times are they going to say next shipment? And the next thing you know, we call them. Oh, we got a shipment in last night, but they're all gone already. And it's just, I want that damn bottle. I want that whiskey. I just I, I'm not I'm not good with stuff like this. I tried to I tried to order those Luke Combs Crocs, couldn't get them. Couldn't get Eric Church's whiskey. It's just like damn. I mean, I, I just well let's send these artists our emails and then say send it this way and we'll we'll promote it on the podcast. Sponsor us, like let us sponsor you. Just send us your shit. Yes. Jack Daniels, we're we're open for a sponsorship. We can negotiate price. We can yes. negotiate. Yes, definitely. <laughs> um. You mentioned Luke Combs, and this was the last thing I wanted to hit on. Um, so he is releasing uh, the ain't what what you see ain't always what you get uh, deluxe album. Uh, I want to say that's coming out in November. Oh, it's too. what you see is what you get. No, it's what you see. Wait, did he change the title? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't. Okay, Obviously I was like, you don't pay attention to our tweets. No, I did. I just didn't. <laughs> closely it threw me off at first too um because i was looking at it and i was like that says ain't on there 
and it's called uh, What You See Ain't Always What You Get. And that's okay. the deluxe album. So he said there's going to be five new songs coming. What do you want to hear? Like, is there some unreleased song? I know which one you're probably going to say. Yeah, Cold Is You for sure. That, yeah, that was on I'm my willing, mind. Too. I'm willing to put money on it that uh, Six Feet Apart is on the record. I can see that too. So we got two of the five. Is there something else you kind of can see being on there? Uh, one thing I saw today um, was uh, there's talks of him. Uh, so he has Beautiful Crazy, then Better Together. And it's kind of been like, you know, about how he was uh, – you know, like Beautiful Crazy, that's like before he uh, really found his wife or whatever you want to say. And yeah. then, uh, Better Together is like, you know, we're like uh, engaged now. And then there's supposed to be one about like afterwards type deal. Yeah, he just got married. Yeah, he got married like two weeks ago. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I have an idea for Luke. How about he throws on Deserve with our good buddy Tom O'Connor? Give him, give him oh, some. I could see that. I'd love that. That would be awesome. I, I wish he'd do that. I hope he does, but I don't. I don't know. That's a kick-ass song, and I don't think a lot of people know about it. So, shout out to our boy Tom O'Connor, dude's awesome. So, uh, back to Luke Combs and when this is going to come out. October twenty-third is when it's going to come out. So far, what? Away. Yeah, so far away. Um, but yeah, what you see ain't always what you get. And that's going to be the deluxe version of this uh, latest album that he came out with. So uh, I'm really excited for that. I'd love to hear Cold As You. Um, he's done a few others on his uh, uh, live sessions. Live streams. Um, yeah. yeah. Live streams. Uh, he's done a few other ones. There's one kind of about like uh, going through college and um, kind of like how he ended up in like music and stuff like that. So he's got, he has a ton of stuff he's sitting on. And it's just a matter of, you know, getting it out there to us. Yeah, but make sure you keep your eye out for that and we'll keep you guys updated. Last thing I kind of want to announce for us, we've got some big news coming our way. Yeah, absolutely. Our next podcast, we have, we have a special guest coming on. We have the one and only Charlie Crockett joining us. We couldn't be more excited about it. This dude is the real deal. He blends a bunch of different genres of music incredibly his new album welcome to the hard times oh that that's one that i'd probably rank up there with Coulter's new album i, I, I didn't even think of that welcome to the hard times give that a listen uh that's it that beginning to end that's a solid solid album so check that out he's so unique tell me what you think cole i say i'm super excited for it um it's some i literally just this year got turned on to him um with don't cry and yeah I've really started digging into it. Uh, what he did with Welcome to the Hard Times is fantastic. Uh, incredible, incredible story of, you know, growing up and what he's been through in life. And there's so much um, storytelling alone in his life that he's, the trials he's been through and the experience he's had. He's been all over the world. Um, he's promoted stuff just on the, corners of streets you know he's he's worked his ass off to get to where he's at and it's it's going to be an incredible story that he's going to 
tell us next week, and I can't yeah, wait do, for it. Do not miss it. It's going to be fun. He's- yeah, so September 4th is when we will be interviewing him, and that following Tuesday is when we hope to have it up by. And uh, one other thing, I guess, uh, since you mentioned, you know, big news, uh, we are also going to start trying to create a YouTube page where we will be um, posting the videos from our um, podcast as well. So it really excited for that kind of adds, you know, a little bit more to the talks that we have. Uh, like today I was showing Coulter Wall's album and kind of showing the artwork in there and yeah, you know, adds that extra layer to it. You'll be able to, you know, see us, you know, kind of see what yeah. we're talking about and things like that. So uh, be looking out for us on YouTube. Uh, just going to be outlaw country podcast again. And we'll be posting videos on there pretty soon. So we will yeah. also go back and post videos of previous um, interviews and podcasts that we've done with other artists. So I think we could end it with a song recommendation. Uh, don't I don't? We just reviewed Coulter's album, so I, let's 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 do something other than Coulter. Okay. Like, for a recommendation. All right. What's your go-to song then? Mine is A Music Man by Mo Pit- Pitney featuring Jamie Johnson. That, that's a great song. Good to see Jamie Johnson back in the world of country music and making, making some stuff. Um, for me, it's, uh, I'm going to be throwing one out to Charlie Crockett. I'm really excited for him. Really been trying to you know, catch up. I guess not catch up, but uh, dig into his songs a little bit more. Uh, Paint It Blue by Charlie Crockett. Right off of... Uh, his new album, Welcome to the Hard Times. That's a, it's a really good one that I've really enjoyed so far. Yeah, I like Blackjack uh, County Chain towards the end of the album off there. That's, that's a good little prison song he's got on there. So you can't go wrong with anything off that album. Yeah. Um, but I think that's all we got, Ben. I can't think of anything else. Yeah, that was about an hour. Good, good little podcast we got there, man. That was Over fun. <laughs> <laughs> well... But- All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Yeah. Hope you enjoyed. Uh, Be looking out for our next podcast and uh, look for us on uh, Apple Music, Spotify, um, YouTube now, and, you know, check out our Twitter and Instagram. Thanks, guys. Thank you.